The National Desk, Conversations, America's News Now. I'm Jane Jeffcoat, and welcome to episode 24 of the National Desk Conversations. Every weekday, we invite newsmakers onto our morning television broadcast to discuss topics everybody's talking about. On today's podcast, we revisit our conversation with the president of the Government Accountability Institute, Peter Schweizer. He says it is the scariest investigation he's ever conducted, undercovering and uncovering secret relationships between China and the rich and powerful in America. And according to our next guest, it was all for their own wealth. Joining us right now, Peter Schweizer, president of the Government Accountability Institute and author of the new book, Red Handed, How American Elites Get Rich Helping China Win. Peter, good morning. Welcome back to the National Desk. Always oh, great to be with you. Thanks for having me. For over a year, you and your team set out to investigate various relationships American elites have with China. First, I want to know, what inspired you to write this book? What did you initially find or hear that inspired you to just keep on digging? Well, I tell you, um, I think it's no secret to a lot of people that there's a competition going on between China and the United States right now, and China's been quite explicit that they expect and plan to win. And their strategy is basically what they call elite capture. Uh, they don't want to go head-to-head -head with the United States, so they believe if they can basically buy off powerful people in the United States and neutralize them politically from interfering with what they're doing, uh, that they will win the competition. So that's really what motivated me, uh, and this is a problem that touches both Republicans and Democrats as well as executives on Wall Street and Silicon Valley. Yes, you had you had people on both sides of the aisle in this book that you were able to expose. Now, you detail the relationship between President Joe Biden's family and Chinese individuals who are linked to the highest levels of Chinese intelligence. Break this down for us. Yeah, um, so we know that the Biden families received some $31 million in uh, business deals uh, in China, uh, most of those through Hunter Biden. Um, what we decided to do is trace and find out who actually made those deals happen in China. And what we found is that each and every businessman had links to the highest levels of Chinese intelligence. Uh, one of them, for example, Che Feng, who arranged a, a $20 million uh, deal for Hunter Biden. Uh, he, at the time, was business partners with the vice minister of the Ministry for State Security, which is their intelligence spy service, uh, and this individual was in charge of foreign recruitment. Um, that just certainly set off alarm bells, and you find that in all the other deals. So what that indicates is these weren't random deals that just happened. Uh, this was a concerted effort by Beijing uh, to gain leverage over the first family of the United States, and I would argue that, that perhaps they very successfully have done so. And so does this also then factor into foreign policy decisions, do you think? Uh, I think it does. Um, there's no question about it. Now, look, uh, China, the way that they approach this is they don't expect uh, people that they have these deals with uh, to uh, follow the line on every single issue. Um, they have a saying that loosely translated to English means big help with a little bad mouth. So what that means is that, you know, if Joe Biden criticizes uh, China for the Uyghurs or for human rights, they're fine with that. The main thing they want is unfettered access to Western capital and Western technology. And as long as uh, President Biden and his administration don't do anything substantial to affect that, they'll be very, very happy with the conduct uh, of his administration in foreign policy. And you also uncovered some um, business dealings with a prominent California Democrat, Senator Dianne Feinstein. You cite that her husband has a number of business dealings with the Chinese, which you say 
could have impacted her decision as a politician. What types of business ties does he have and how would those have impacted any of her decisions? Well, it's a great question. I mean, her husband, uh, Richard Blum, has done hundreds of millions of dollars of deals in China. We lay them out in the book. Um, one of the most uh, troubling, frankly, is uh, that in 2010, um, he was co-owner of a Chinese computer company that was selling computer technology to the U.S. military. I'm not quite sure how that contract happened, but what it turned out, of course, is that those computers that were being sold to the military had bugs that allowed the Chinese to spy on our military and the U.S. Marine Corps discovered it. Uh, the frustration, and I think the thing that's uh, uh, disconcerting here, is that Dianne Feinstein's husband owned part of that company. At the same time, she was the chairwoman of the United States uh, Senate Intelligence Committee. Uh, and there are numerous examples cited in the book where she's spoken very favorably about China. She's made excuses for human rights abru abuses. It's a real troubling pattern when it comes to her and, frankly, other people on Capitol Hill. And it wasn't just people on Capitol Hill. You also mentioned LeBron James. In your book, as we know, he's no stranger to criticism when it comes to how he speaks up about all kinds of issues, political or, or, or otherwise. But some say you're not going to hear him talk about basic human rights abuses if it involves China. And you did some digging. What did you find? Yeah, I found out that he has a long history of uh, not uh, speaking out about abuses. Uh, in 2007, 2008, there was the Darfur crisis in Sudan, where two to 300,000 black Christians in the South were massacred by the regime. That regime was backed by China. Uh, there was a petition in the NBA uh, sent around. The vast majority of players signed it. On the Cleveland Cavaliers, LeBron James refused to sign that petition. And if you look at the fact that today he has multiple of ties in China, not just the Nike deal. He has his own separate shoe line that is just sold in China. He has uh, media deals with state-owned companies in China. Uh, you realize that he knows if he says something critical, he could risk losing that, and he's decided that that's more important than being consistent in speaking out on human rights issues. Peter Schweizer, author of the book Red Handed, How American Elites Get Rich Helping China Win. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. Have a great weekend. Thanks for having me, you too. That's episode 24 of the National Desk Conversations. Join me each weekday morning from 6 to 11 Eastern for the National Desk, America's News Now. Check your local listings or you can stream it on our website, thenationaldesk.com. Our podcast comes out twice a week with fresh newsmaker interviews. The conversation continues. Until next time, from the National Desk, I'm Jan Jeffcoat.